Hi, welcome to the Seattle Mama Doc Podcast. I'm Dr. Wendy Sue Swanson. We all work so hard to perfect how we pull off parenthood, and often we may not feel good enough. I'm here to help you face these challenges head on. Quick podcast about flu shots and flu or influenza vaccination this year. This is the 2017-2018 season, and we call it that because flu often starts to circulate late in the calendar year in the Northern Hemisphere, and then peaks in its activity often January and February, sometimes even into March, really all over North America and the United States in particular. Now, that happens because influenza as a virus tends to just kind of wash over the globe all year. Right now, so it's fall, September, flu is having really high activity in the southern hemisphere in places like Australia. And they're reporting actually a pretty hardy and hard year of influenza, having two and a half times the number of people with severe flu than, or excuse me, not severe, but flu, having two and a half times the amount of flu activity this year that they did about a year ago. So that sometimes can concern us because it can mean that that same kind of flu will kind of make its way to North America and we could incur the same kind of season. Not a guarantee, though. Most researchers, and I've learned so much from researchers and public health advocates and uh, vaccination experts over the years about influenza, will say the one thing about flu is that it is unpredictable. So you never know one flu season to the next. There have been mass, huge, enormous, you know, large epidemics of influenza, you know, in the early 1900s. It killed millions and millions of people. And flu vaccination is just this one way to keep something horrific like that at bay. Flu vaccine at, at large is about 50 to 60% effective on an average year. That means if you take 100 people and you immunize all of them, 50 to 60 of them each year will be protected if someone with influenza coughs all over them. That means some people who get the flu vaccine may still get influenza, but data shows it'll likely be a less severe course, and they're much less likely to die of influenza if they've been vaccinated, and they're much less likely to be hospitalized with a side effect. As you've probably heard before, people who are at biggest risk for having a bad time with influenza are those with underlying health conditions or those who are really young or those who are really old. And that's really because of how mature and kind of savvy your immune system is. When you're a baby under, um, you know, two years of age, basically, you're at much higher risk for severe complications of influenza. That's in part because your immune system's never seen it before and never developed any immunity to it. So it can kind of come into your body, cause what it does, high fever, body aches, but it can spread and cause significant respiratory distress, distress pneumonia, ear infections, rarely life-threatening things like encephalitis or even severe kind of respiratory compromise. It also is really hard on the elderly. And same reason in some ways is just their immune system isn't as good at fighting it off. And that's just because their immune system is old and it's just not working as well as it did. That's why some preparations of the flu vaccine are kind of double or quad times the strength of the flu vaccine that we give to younger people to just try to get an older person, really defined by being over the age of 65, a good immune response to the vaccination at large. Flu vaccine is recommended for every kid and their family over the age of six months. It's especially also recommended to pregnant moms because they are also at high risk of having severe flu. The also wonderful thing about influenza vaccination and the opportunity with a pregnant mom is that there are great studies that show babies are much better protected as newborns if their mom got a flu vaccine because that immune 
basically you get a vaccine, the little dead pieces of virus that are in the vaccine itself provoke antibodies to being made. Pregnant mama makes those antibodies and in that third trimester will pass those antibodies through the placenta onto the baby. So the baby's born with smart antibodies that can fight off influenza if they're exposed. Flu vaccine can cause side effects. So like any intervention, um, there are side effects associated with it. Most commonly, it's fever that can be in young kids. Older kids, teens and adults don't tend to get fever. And you do get soreness in the arm where it's injected. I mean, you can feel where that bolus of, of fluid goes in, and you can feel the immune system responding to it. There are all also more serious side effects. You can have an allergic reaction to influenza vaccination. You can even rarely have something called Guillain-Barre syndrome that's almost like an autoimmune condition that changes how your nerves work in your hands and your feet initially and can be serious. But taken at large, we certainly know at the population level and at the individual level, we recommend influenza vaccination because flu is so common. And again, it's so unpredictable. We know every year in the United States, a couple hundred children die from influenza. And last year, for example, just over 100 because we had a mild season died. But half of them were totally healthy kids. So kids are, again, more likely to die from influenza if they have underlying lung problems, neuromuscular problems, or even heart conditions. But we know that you know, it also just affects a normal, healthy kid or a normal, healthy adult or a normal, healthy elderly person and unfortunately develops and turns into a severe life-ending infection. And that's why the risks of the immunization are considered less than the grand benefits of them. I get my children the flu vaccine every year. I get the flu vaccine every year. And most hospitals, particularly pediatric hospitals who take care of young, high-risk kids, demand it of their employees, mandatory vaccination campaigns. So all your doctors and nurses are getting these flu vaccines to protect you when you come under their care, but also to protect themselves and their families as well. So as just a reminder, you know, guidelines for influenza vaccination change every every year to year because the vaccine changes every year. This year, there is one new strain of the influenza A. The vaccine that you get for yourself or your child can either have three strains of flu, 2A and 1B, or four strains of flu, 2A and 2B strains. And that doesn't really very much matter. If you're really intent on getting that extra strain of B, you can ask for the quadrivalent vaccine. This recipe this year, 2017-2018, is different in just one of those strains from the flu vaccine that was prepared for last year. It's recommended, again, for all kids up six months and up. We no longer recommend the nasal flu spray. We don't have one that we think is effective in kids. It was not as effective as we wanted it to be. So now we only recommend the injected. So don't promise any of those no-poke visits this time of year. Kids should get the flu vaccine as soon as it's available from their pediatrician at this point. Make it a goal as best you can to get into their flu clinics. Most clinics have them where you can just kind of walk in and get a flu vaccine. Sometimes they're at night, sometimes they're at schools, sometimes they're at pharmacies for kids as well. Um, ideally, get it before October. You want to be immunized before the season peaks. So you want to have it two weeks before you'd ever get exposed. And as we start to see flu coming into our community, now is the time. All kids, even with an egg allergy are now of any severity, can safely get a flu vaccine. They do not need to be in the presence of an, of an allergist at that time. And again, as a quick reminder, breastfeeding and pregnant moms can get the flu vaccine, and they should. They're considered higher risk when pregnant, and newborns can get that protection from mom in utero from those immunoglobulins or antibodies that develop when mom is immunized before the baby is born. No nasal flu, a poke for everyone in the family, good hand washing, and making sure that you, if you're 
you're a Provax family, let's let people in your family know how important it is that they get immunized too, so they don't cough on you and spread flu to your family. Side effects of flu itself: long-standing fever. I've had kids in my practice with fever up to 10 days, up to 104 degrees. I've had taken care of kids with life-ending influenza. I've taken care of kids with seizures from the fevers that come from influenza. I've taken care of kids with severe respiratory distress who required oxygen. And I've taken care of kids in particular with underlying asthma that were home from school for weeks and weeks because of the provoked wheezing that came from influenza virus. It also causes just junky cough, body aches, really terrible calf aches, and also kids to miss week, week and a half, or two weeks of school and or their parents' work. Flu vaccine is one way to really Give it the best shot for that flu not to come into your house. For more information, check out links on Seattle Mama Doc, uh, 10 tips for what you should know about influenza, um, and ask any questions you can. The reality is parenting is a high-stakes job, but the good news is with great prevention, you've got this. Thanks for listening. The Seattle Mama Doc podcast episodes air every single week. I'm always interested in hearing what you have to say, what was helpful, and what you want to learn more about. Reach out to me on Twitter at Seattle Mama Doc, on my Facebook, Seattle Mama Doc, or at seattlemamadoc.com. Tell me what you want to learn. Tell me if you want to join me and point me to experts you'd love to learn more from. 